If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started all right so welcome to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and we will be talking about manipulation tactics in this episode okay so uh, start off, I'm just going to mention that I've already uh, talked about a few of these tactics before in previous episodes that I already recorded, so if you would like to know, I will let you know which tactics they are, and I will mention automatically if I already recorded an, uh, an, episode, uh, an episode about it or not. So starting off, um, let's get straight to the chase. First is gaslighting, and I've talked about gaslighting before. If you'd like to go check out the episode of um, gaslighting, go ahead. But in brief, this is a very um, common and uh, well-used way of the narcissist, psychopath, or sociopath uh, to silence you. It's basically... A very insidious uh, manipulation tactic where it where you will be basically questioning yourself questioning your reality and second-guessing yourself and uh, staying in that state where you are confused don't know what's going on anymore you don't know whether what you saw and what you heard is true anymore because um, they just tell you basically three varia- uh, variations of these three words uh, either that didn't happen, or you imagined it, or are you crazy, or something like that in that context. So you're going to hear a variation of those words together, and you, will, you won't you will know for sure what the F just happened, and you're going to question yourself. So a way to... Um, Defend yourself against gaslighting is to keep your reality as it is. And a few tactics to um, 
resist gaslighting would be to write things down as despicably and grossly and just disgustingly as they are just write them as you know as vividly as possible write them down in a journal or a piece of paper that you're gonna burn later or something just write things down the way exactly the way they happened so that you maintain your reality as it is and you're not lying to yourself and second-guessing yourself another way would be to tell to ask someone for validation to tell them what happened and and to see if um, they're gonna validate you because if they do which is actually pretty good then you have um, you know something to fall on to make sure that what you said what you heard and said and saw is true okay and um, another way is to find a support group which will help you confirm and maintain what you what you say and what you describe um, in terms of what happened. Way number two that manipulation works is projection. Projection is a pretty interesting way for narcissists to uh, shut you down, basically. So this is, uh, you know, something that narcissists use when they are chronically unwilling to see his or her own shortcomings and uses everything in their power to avoid being held accountable for them. And by the way, I'm, um, I'm basically getting these information from the website thoughtcatalog.com. It's a really interesting uh, website and I'd like you to visit um, and take a look at the article, uh, 20 Diversion manipulation tactics that narcissistic abusers, psychopaths, and sociopaths use to silence you. Almost like that, okay? But that's uh, the article. And now, so basically, um, when they don't like to see, when the narcissist doesn't like to see their flaws or shortcomings, basically what they will do is they will try to um, take take responsibility for them, they will not try to uh, accept them and admit to their wrongdoings and mistakes and the way that they hurt you. Instead, what they'll do is they will project those flaws onto you. And it's a defense mechanism used to displace responsibility of one's negative behavior and traits by attributing them to someone else. And they will throw them on you. You feel like they're dumping their flaws and um, misdeeds on you. Which, of course, you're going to have to blame yourself for their wrongdoings. And then you're going to question yourself again and say, Am I wrong? Did I, did I do something wrong? Am I the person they describe? You know, And it's all back to that cognitive dissonance again. So it's all basically related. Um, and it's all just to uh, just for the narcissist to avoid ownership of their mistakes and accountability of their deeds. So um, it's it's mentioned here in the article. Dr. Martinez Louis says that projections of a narcissist are often psychologically abusive. Rather than um, 
just not acknowledging their own flaws and perfections and wrongdoings, they actually dump their own traits on their unsuspecting suspects in a way that is painful and excessively cruel. They don't just do it in a, in like a, a blaming way, sort of like in a way that uh, motivates the victim to change and um, become a better person. No, they do this in a way that is painful and excessively cruel. And a lot of times it's really um, under, like, under the car, under under the rug. The way that you can detect it is if you can read between the lines. You know, a lot of times it's covert. It's not really obvious. I'm gonna talk in future episodes about covert and overt um, narcissism. Um, so yeah, basically, it was just. It's just a way for them to make you take responsibility for their behavior and feel ashamed of yourself because you are deservant of this projection. Obviously, I'm sarcastic here. <laughs> so, um, right. They love to play the blame-shifting game, obviously. They have to win, you have to lose, um, you are basically blamed for everything that's wrong with them, essentially. And you, in the process, get to babysit their fragile ego. <laughs> it's literally saying what it's actually, uh, you know, what, what, you know, it's literally explaining what is actually going on. You, you're literally babysitting their fragile ego and while well, you're thrusting into a sea of self-doubt you're struggling in the sea of self-doubt again and it's related to gaslighting so what's the solution for this how do we uh, resist and uh, fight against projection don't they don't deserve, these toxic people do not deserve your own projection of sense of compassion or empathy because they will use that against you obviously what you, what you do need to, what you need to do instead is cut ties and end interactions with toxic people as soon as possible it's harsh already, it's shocking to even hear these words, but you have to cut ties with these kinds of people. Try to end interactions. And like I mentioned in that episode of the Personal Bill of Rights, right number 11, I think it is, it's the right to eliminate conversations that involve uh, humiliation. You have the right to do that. And so you, you, you must, in this case, or at least you should, end interactions with these kind of people, with, this, with these to toxic people, as soon as possible, so that you can get centered in your own reality and validate your own identity. Okay? Because 
what they will do is they will not do this only once but they will do it once twice three times in so many different situations you know repeatedly they'll do this frequently so that you will not get out of the sea of self-doubt alive basically and I love this sentence from the article, you don't have to live in someone else's cesspool of dysfunction, clearly. If they have so much shit going on in their lives, if, if, they, if they hate themselves so much, if they loathe them, themselves a lot, you don't have to take responsibility for that just because they project their flaws onto you. You are not responsible for that. Like I mentioned in the Personal Bill of Rights, right number 12, you're not responsible for people's feelings, problems, emotions, or or thoughts. No. No, no, no. N-O. Alright. So, uh... Manipulation tactic number three is... Oh my god, I'm too close to the mic. <laughs> uh, okay, so... It's clipping, actually. Just wait a minute... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Number three on our list is, I'm going to get away from the mic a little bit to avoid clipping, is nonsensical conversations from hell. <laughs> um, they do this so damn frequently. Can I focus on this point? Imagine you're just having a conversation, I don't know, about coronavirus. And it's just, you know, it's give and take, give and take, until they they get to this point where, where they're mentioning all these concepts and ideas that seem so fucking demonic that you're like, you're standing there like, bruh. Like, did I even mention this? Does it even have to be involved in this kind of conversation? And that's that's what they do. They 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 do these. They bring up these nonsensical conversations from hell, and without even without even you know having to be related to the topic of the discussion. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So, uh, and I like this this statement from the article. If you think you're going to have a thoughtful discussion with someone who's toxic, be prepared for epic mindfuckery rather than conversation mindfulness. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, you're you're just basically gonna be mindfucked if you actually go ahead and try to have a decent, humane conversation with a toxic person. It's exhausting. Okay. Uh, so going ahead with this and actually analyzing the idea further it says here malignant malignant narcissists like Sam Vaknin um, coined the term and sociopaths use word salad word salad is basically mixing up words without any specific context together and make them mix them up into this weird tasteless salad Okay, yeah, so that's basically the word salad. Circular conversations. So imagine if you're talking about, um, I don't know, dogs, and you're talking about their food, their care, their exercise that they do, the vet, the vet if, they, if they need um, vaccinations and whatnot, and then uh, somehow they mention 
your dog or your cat that died and then how it was your fault for not taking care of them, not feeding them, not working out with them, not walking them. It's, it's just crazy. They go back to this really thing that just happened in the past and it's a circular conversation and you feel like you're going backwards instead of moving forward with the conversation into some sort of a, a positive conclusion or even um, a positive statement. Yeah, um, I'm trying to explain the term here, you know what I'm saying? So bear with me. And ad hominem arguments. Um, I don't know exactly how to explain these, but basically what they will do is they will you know, bring these arguments, they come up with these arguments that um, they're kind of offensive, they trigger you with these arguments in the middle of a conversation. And you know that this will hurt you and this is cruel, but they do it anyway because they're toxic and they don't care. Projection and gaslighting to disorient you and get you off track should you ever disagree with them. If you ever dare to disagree with them, or just challenge them in any specific way and you don't really mean to hurt them in any way but you're just you're seeing the topic from a different perspective and seeing the topic from a different perspective is not harmful at all it's just it's enriching I think personally and I hope you my listener out there uh, that you see this when you're having a discussion with somebody and that person disagrees with you Look at it from the perspective that this person has learned about this topic from a different angle and they're trying to enrich um, the way you're looking at it. So they're completing you, in essence, instead of agreeing with you all the time. I think disagreeing is pretty interesting because it opens our minds into new perspectives and new points of view that we didn't even know existed. But to toxic people in general, disagreeing is a challenge. It's a threat to their ego. So what they will do is they will do all these tactics and more. Word salad, circular conversations, ad hominem arguments, projection and gaslighting to manipulate you and to disorient you and to get you off track. You know, you you were talking about dogs. All of a sudden, you're now talking about coronavirus. So you don't you don't know what are we talking about here (laughs) so yeah it's basically their way of um distorting your path of discussion if you ever dare to disagree with them because remember they have to be the center of attention they have to be in control of everything so and as a result they do this in order to discredit confuse and frustrate you distract you from the main problem and make you feel guilty for being a human being with actual thoughts and feelings that might differ from their own. Like I said earlier, they just do this to put themselves back to the center of the attention. They should be highlighted all the time. You, being this human being with own identity and thoughts, is a threat to my ego. Therefore, I must destroy you and confuse you and frustrate you because you don't deserve you don't agree with me so you don't deserve having a good conversation with me you know what i'm saying that's what they think 
and it's exhausting to have to spend time with them trying to build a, a sane normal conversation with them because they will do this all the time every single time you disagree spend even five minutes arguing with a toxic narcissist and you'll find yourself wondering how the argument even began at all <laughs> actually said five instead of ten because in the article they mentioned ten so even five minutes and you're just wondering how the fuck did this argue did this discussion even start um okay so one thing to remember here toxic people don't argue with you they essentially argue with themselves and you become private to their long draining monologues you become an extra pain uh, to their self-loathing basically they thrive of, off the drama and they live for it and if you involve yourself within that drama they're gonna cheer they're gonna cheer for that drama because they live for that drama they want some sort of a a dramatic scene where they are the hero basically um so don't if if you're going to be emotional and react towards that towards that manipulation projection gaslighting and uh confusion that they cause you you're basically fee fueling them you're feeding them supply and i already talked about narcissistic supply in uh previously so i recommend you listen to that episode um and you're, you're you're feeding them supply okay don't feed them supply <laughs> obviously uh it's not easy of course it's not easy to stop feeding them supply but it's a way to do that a way to stop feeding them supply is to supply yourself with confirmation that their abusive behavior is the problem, not you, is to confirm it to yourself that um, the problem that they're having is their self-loathing. So basically, they're having fights within themselves. They don't have to involve you necessarily. So don't supply them with emotions and reaction. Simply avoid being emotion and showing any kind of emotion to them just be cold and you know turn the volume down whenever there's some sort of tension going on and again cut the interaction short as soon as you anticipate it escalating and use your energy on some decadent self-care instead you know we all we should all we should all do that right we should instead focus our energy on something that's gonna give us something in return maybe read some books watch entertaining movies listening to um good helpful songs relaxing songs i don't know anything helps so we can do that instead of trying to fix the problem with them manipulation tactic number four blanket statements and generalization generalizations and let me tell you boy oh oh my god okay um let me just say 
they aren't always intellectual masterminds. They want to seem like that to everyone around them, okay? But they are intellectually lazy. Hear me out. They like to um, include themselves within discussions and debates um, and to present their opinions and to sound like they're uh, experts on the topic but really what they're doing is they're absorbing information, they're studying information to regurgitate it back to you, okay? All, you know, a lot of the times um, rather than taking the time to carefully consider a different perspective, they generalize anything and everything you say, making blanket statements that don't acknowledge the nuances in your argument or take into account the multiple perspectives you paid homage to. In other words, um, when you, whenever you show a different perspective on that topic you're both discussing, whenever you're showing a different angle to them when you're trying to discuss the topic um, to the to, to seem um, dominant and seem like the person who wins the argument they will try to make these blanket statements and generalizations to just to, to basically turn you off and these kinds of generalizations don't acknowledge the efforts that you've made um, trying to craft the different perspectives you're trying to share, if I'm making any sense here. And I hope I am. Um, so, on a larger scale, basically, generalizations and blanket statements invalidate experiences that don't fit in the unsupported assumptions, schemas, and stereotypes of society. So they don't invalidate experiences. They just always talk about these things as though everyone suffers, everyone has that, everyone does this, everyone is like that. They don't really take into consideration the specific cases which can be exceptions at times or um, certain percentage that fit into that assumption and the other percentage that doesn't, okay? Because everything is relative. There's nothing absolute except God. But to them, blanket statements is what seems effective to dominate the conversation. Um, this form of digression exaggerates one perspective to the point where a social justice issue can become completely obscured. These everyday microaggressions also happen in toxic relationships. If you bring up to a narcissistic abuser that their behavior is unacceptable, they will remind you of how unworthy you are, how you're never satisfied, how you're too sensitive, rather than addressing the real issue at hand. If you, for example, speak up and say, um, look, the car hasn't been washed for a week. Can you wash it today? Because um, we have this event and I really want the car to be clean so that, I've in, so that even, even if we drive the car, at least it doesn't look or feel uncomfortable and dirty. And when you say that, 
it's like you've offended them and now they're gonna they're gonna have this narcissistic injury and all of a sudden you, they're just gonna tell you um, that you're never satisfied with whatever it is I do you make me feel angry you make me feel like I never do enough you make me feel like I'm never enough you are too uh, you demand too much you're too much of a demanding person and now instead of um, addressing the issue at hand they address you as a person as a whole and with your flaws and with with what's wrong with you instead of what's wrong with the current situation and that um, and then you blame yourself in turn so don't focus on these microaggressions, please. Hold on to your truth. And as much as you can, resist and fight against generalization, generalizing statements and blanket statements, okay? By realizing that they're, they, they are in fact forms of black and white illogical thinking. It's just as simple as that you know they're just black and white thinking it's either this or the highway it doesn't have to be like that just acknowledge the fact that it's nothing but black and white illogical thinking I like the statement of this article toxic people wielding blanket statements do not represent the full richness of experience they do not do that, okay? They represent the limited one of their singular experience and over-inflated sense of self. They don't like to um, talk about anybody else but themselves. They focus on the limited, um, you know, over, over the moon, over the top, uh, invigorated image of themselves and their and their experiences and that's what they're trying to do when they generalize too much and they use blanket statements so don't focus on that don't don't put your energy there there's so much more to life than to just put your energy on their fragile ego and on their overinflated, overinflated sense of self. Okay. All right. Manipulation tactic number five: deliberately misrepresenting your thoughts and feelings to the point of absurdity. They will do this a lot. They will try to make your thoughts and feelings seem absurd, seem ridiculous, trivial, when they deliberately misrepresent them okay you're deferring and let me focus on this word deferring whenever you defer from the narcissist you you know you're deferring opinions you with your deferring opinions legitimate emotions and lived experiences get translated into character flaws and evidence of your irrationality basically um, they reframe what you're actually saying. They're trying to rewrite the history of what went 
of or of what's going on as a way to make your opinions look absurd. They just do this to to basically make themselves sound really good at uh, manipulating the conversation, okay? This enables them to invalidate your right to have thoughts and emotions about their inappropriate behavior and instills in you a sense of guilt when you attempt to establish boundaries. So they will invalidate your right to have thoughts and emotions. They will try to enmesh and devour your uh, thoughts and emotions or carelessly and coldly uh, abandon your thoughts and emotions so that you feel like you don't have an identity and whenever you're trying to establish boundaries you'll feel guilty over doing so or even overthinking of it of establishing boundaries so toxic people often presume they know what they're thinking and feeling. It's like they, they, they presume that they can read your mind, okay? They chronically jump to conclusions based on their own triggers rather than stepping back to evaluate the situation mindfully. So, um, based on what triggers them, based on what moves them, um, they jump to conclusions directly. They don't take a step back to reflect on the situation. Of course, they act accordingly based on their own delusions and fallacies and make no apologies for the harm they cause as a result. Remember, narcissists never take responsibility or ownership or accountability over, uh, over the harm they cause. They depict you as having an intention or outlandish point of view you don't possess. They make you they make you have this point of view that you never really thought about. And it's like uh you're questioning yourself and saying, "Do I really think this way? Do I have this point of view in my mind?" They accuse you of thinking of them as toxic even before you've gotten the chance to call them out on their behavior and this also serves as a form of preemptive defense oh so they use this um preemptive defense basically they defend themselves before you actually uh, call them out on their harmful actions by accusing you of thinking of them as someone who's toxic uh and and, and they basically just do this to make your opinions, deferring opinions and thoughts and feelings, overall absurd. You can fight against this and you can stand your ground by stating something like, I have never said that or I have never thought of that before or that's not what I'm saying and just walk away. These. <clears throat> These tactics should be executed by you, the victim, 
in case the person continues to accuse you of doing or saying something you didn't. Okay? This will help you establish a firm boundary in this type of, con of interaction. It makes sure that you eliminate this conversation when you set a firm boundary and they will be careful and uh, hopefully, okay, hopefully they will be careful into not repeating what they did but toxic people are not really that trustworthy they might say that they won't do it again but they might but they always do it, they always do the same things and they never change um, and that's something that is in them, unfortunately. They don't like to change. Okay, so manipulation strategy number six. Nitpicking and moving the goalposts. So the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism is the presence of a personal attack and impossible standards. See, this is the thing that I'd like to focus on. Constructive criticism is not a personal attack. It's just criticism of what's going on, of what's being said, of the idea that's being argued, for example. And it's not a personal attack. I am attacking the idea, the projection, the illusion, the delusion, even. And I'm not attacking the person themselves. I'm having a destructive criticism of you if I'm personally attacking you, the person, and I have no standards whatsoever. The so-called critics, and many critics, let's say, not every single critic out there, so many critics often don't want to help you improve, they just want to nit nitpick, pull you down, and scapegoat you in any way they can. This example does not apply to each and every critic, okay? Many critics, let's say, have used destructive criticism where they don't want to help people improve and they pull them down and scapegoat them in any way possible. And equally, you know, like these critics, abusive narcissists and sociopaths employ a logical fallacy known as moving the goal the goal posts in order to ensure that they have every reason to perpetually to be perpetually dissatisfied with you this is when even after you've provided all the evidence in the world to validate your argument or taken an action to meet their request they set up another expectation of you or demand more proof and they're never really satisfied with anything. If you try to live up to their expectations, they're going to come up with something else and they're going to demand more to live up to that even more. And that's going to consume you. That's going to consume your energy, obviously. And they're never really satisfied. And they're always expecting something of you. They're, there's always something that you have to give there's always something that you have to prove you're never really enough and this is what narcissists usually do you know if you have validated your argument with every single evidence that you can find out there and if you did what they 
required you to do before, you actually did that, they're going to come up with something else that's more challenging and more difficult so that it's now more effort that should be presented by you to work harder and try to satisfy their unsatisfiable requests, basically. If you have a successful relationship, they will ask you for more. If you have a successful career, they will want to make you think that you're not rich enough. They will make you think uh, maybe you should find a better job, a better house, a better car, a better partner. There is always this feeling that you're, you're thinking to yourself, I am not enough. I'm not having anything that's enough. My partner is not enough. My car is not enough. My house is not enough, etc, etc. And you're always questioning yourself and then you're always wanting to do more because you're never reaching that impossible satisfaction of the narcissist. And it's exhausting. Like, let me tell you, it's deadly, okay? By raising expectations higher and higher each time or switching them completely, they do this. Narcissists love to do this. Highly manipulative and toxic people are able to instill in you a pervasive sense of unworthiness and of never feeling quite enough. By pointing out one irrelevant fact or one thing you did wrong and developing a hyper-focus on it, the hyper-focus on the small thing that you did wrong, for example, the hyper-focus on that, Narcissists get to divert from your strengths and pull you into obsessing over any flaws or weaknesses instead. So instead of working on your strengths and being happy and proud of your strengths, now you're focusing on your weaknesses and you're drained and you're drowning in your flaws. They get you thinking about the next expectations of theirs you're going to have to meet. Until eventually you've bent over backwards trying to fulfill their every need. Only to realize it didn't change the horrific way they treated you. All you're trying to do is trying to satisfy them. Seek their pleasure. But you're never enough in the first place. It never changes the horrific, cruel way they treat you. So why try to satisfy them? You know what I'm saying? Basically... Don't get sucked into nitpicking and changing goalposts, okay? Don't. If someone chooses to rehash an irrelevant point over and over again to the point where they aren't acknowledging the work you've done to validate your point or satisfy them, their motive isn't to better understand, okay? Their motive is to just make these constant, continuous, unreachable, impossible-to-reach demands for you to put your energy on, exhaust yourself doing them instead of focusing on yourself. It's to further provoke you into feeling as if you have to constantly prove yourself. It's this huge pressure and stress over trying to prove yourself to someone who's not even satisfied with themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's really... It's... I mean... <laughs> Not necessary at all. Validate and approve of yourself. 
Let me tell you a few words here. The only person that you should ever, ever satisfy is yourself. The only person who's gonna appreciate every single thing you do is yourself. So as long as you change your mind gradually into thinking that you are enough, that you validate yourself and that you approve of yourself, you're not gonna be wasting your time and energy over trying and trying and trying to satisfy somebody who's never satisfied and they're alive, okay? Know that you are enough and you don't have to be made to feel constantly deficient or unworthy in some way, okay? Know that. Just believe in it. Just every single day, remind yourself that you're enough. Every single time you look at yourself in the mirror, instead of being paralyzed, just take a second and breathe and just say, I'm enough. I am enough. Okay? And show that to yourself in your actions. You are enough. And you will be more than happy with yourself. And then you will not put your energy over something that consumes your brain and your mind and your thoughts instead over yourself which is the thing that deserves the most care and love and affection okay all right okay so that's it for today's episode and i will be recording the second part in another episode So, thank you for listening, and, uh, yeah. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode, and as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) Uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.